welcome to or welcome back to Total Spot Fest. This is JJ Brownlee. That is Jamie Faulkner. We're ha- we're back for a very nice, very evil edition of Total Spot Fest. So thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Uh, if you are watching us on YouTube, as I always say, you can j- drop a comment down below to join the conversation. Hit the like button while you're down there. It does help us out quite a bit. Subscribe if you want to hear more. And if you're listening to us, you can definitely get in touch to join the conversation on Twitter at Total Spot Fest. So, Jamie, how's your week been thus far, man? Busy, 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 busy. Um, cold, cold COVID. AF. <laughs> yeah, COVID is is doing a number on Megan's softball, so I don't have to travel up north as much, which I'm uh, kind of really? okay is with. The team or the yeah. coaches, or a little bit of both. Both. Ah, uh, well. So I'm kind of cool with it. I took a step back. It's like you know, we could we could chill for a week or two. It's good. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, well, we hope we hope you guys out there are doing well. Hope you're you're staying staying warm, uh, depending on where you're at. I know as as we're recording this here, the east is getting ready. East coast is getting ready to get pounded by like two feet of snow, and it's like nice. single 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 digits throughout the Midwest. And you know, people in California are laughing at us, but you have fire season, so yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, well, we could heat it up because a lot of wrestling from this past week, and uh, Jamie and I attended another live show um a new promotion and uh we're gonna start with that so okay yeah dynamic wrestling federation here in south overland park um is their third show i think third uh, yeah third show i I believe believe it's their third show yep and we had some interesting takes on it so it was a different type of venue a different type of show altogether I still don't know how I feel about them continually like advertising real wrestling's back in Kansas City. Yeah, um, I know the thing that you know the thing that irked me, and and the thing is I'm gonna give them another shot. I am. It's just you know one of the former patriarchs of of uh, Journey Pro is is running this. And to do that is just slanderous to me. And I know that they're 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 cool with each other, and that's awesome. It just it just feels weird, you know. Like I I don't know. Like I mean you, I mean you, you said for the, celebrating each other. Even if you it's said like for territorial, like the, right? Even if you said it for the first show, okay, whatever, cool. But to keep saying it and the way it's said is just that's where I'm kind of like, yeah. Now it's a, it is a different type of promotion for those of you who haven't been haven't seen it and if you have partaken or seen any journey pro uh you would understand what i'm getting at here it's a different type of feel to it you made a great analogy to nwl yes it's nwl light so it's it's family friendly for sure there's no cussing no blood nothing like that um it was it it, you know there's lots of kids around us and i felt really bad I felt really bad because I was wearing my heel shit shirt, you know, for <laughs> to represent my boys, the Howlets. Um, and they told me I'm an idiot. It was great. Um, but, you know, it's just one of those things, man. Like, it, it was, it's a different show because when you go to Journey Pro, like, you are going to get cussed at. It's going to be loud. It's going to be obnoxious. And this one was definitely more of the casual fan who doesn't really understand chance. They're like, hey, I want to bring my kids to a wrestling show for them to have a good time. Yeah. But realistically, I know nothing about wrestling. 
Yeah, or people that are like like we sat by a, by a real guy who had a, had a blast. He said it was his first like wrestling show in like a decade, right? You know, he's like, used mm-hmm. to go all these all the time and stuff, and he had a great time. You know, and it's cool, it's good. The wrestling itself was pretty good. You know, we got to see yeah. got to see some new people. Um, we got to see some people we had seen uh, at Journey Pro and elsewhere. We got to see for the second time in seven days, Dan the Dad opened the show. <laughs> yeah, and he's great. He's, he's so fit. good. He fits perfectly for that. Um, and then Premier had Premier and Hallett's had a great match. They just put on a good match no matter the promotion. And yeah, you know. A few other matches, no women's match again. We were both kind of like, mm, you know, it's that's like, a little weird. I mean, I appreciate the the, the testosterone mm-hmm. thing to some aspect. Like women's wrestling is so hot right now. Like, why wouldn't you want that? And yeah, well, I know. Like, I get and, it. Well, but also remember, Walter had told us before that a lot of women uh, tend to have higher go rates, you know, as mm-hmm. well. So. Plus, there's a schedule. Maybe they couldn't sketch. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, you know, Journey Pro usually does their shows on a Friday night. I think that's how they can swing some of this because you might have people who are going to Chicago or Dallas or somewhere, you know, within a half-day drive on Saturday. So, Kansas City works. This was on a Saturday night. So, maybe there's – who knows? I don't want to speculate. But it would have been nice to see a women's show. It was match. And then the, the main event was uh, Dak Draper versus uh, Jeremy not doing a lion tamer. Um, <laughs> um, d- uh, yeah, dog water, Wyatt. So um, he only told match. It, it, it's always a good match. And he only told you to go, you know, to piss off like twice. So, you know, hey, it's yeah, it was pretty- twice. And the, and the thing was, since there wasn't a whole lot of chance and everything. Um, it was very easy for me to like get after him there. Like I was, very. I was all over him wherever I could. Like, do a line tamer. <laughs> like, give him a line tamer. Come on now. It was, yeah, it was, it was good. It was. It was it, I mean, it was. It was a good time. It just like I said, it was a different feel. You know, yeah. yeah, you want you want to start a fuck him up palettes chant, but then you're like looking around like. Uh, uh, Go get him, Hallis. You know, it's like okay. You know, <laughs> I, know. I know they walk out. They walk out. And there's a kid and 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 uh, hoodie like gives a fist bump. He walks by I'm like fuck him up, hoodie. And I see a kid I'm like oh, oh shit. Yep. So mess him up, man. You got it, dude. Yeah. I mean, we were wrestling revolver. You know, there was kids there too. Not nearly as many kids as there was here, but there was a few kids there. And the first match started off immediately with AC Romero was like. I'm to fuck this guy up you know like oh yeah oh, okay you know so anyway yeah different folks different strokes it was still an enjoyable night i said we're gonna give it another shot to be yeah. honest with you yeah. i mean you know i would have liked a little more i think it's just more we've been to so much marked um sort of shows you know wrestle you know mm-hmm. wrestling revolver was kind of fit the same similar build you know in in the tree if you would of wrestling promotions like journey pro you know, down shoots of AEW style. You know, those are basically the same sort of people you'd see at those types of things. This was just a little bit different. It wasn't quite like WWE necessarily, but it was yeah. more along that level. So, of the crowd. Yeah, guys. very PG. 
Um, there's the one guy, Gil Rogers, who wears red and yellow, like looks like legit looks like he's wearing a Soviet flag. (laughs) So every time he was doing something, everybody's cheering for him. Like Gil, Gil, Gil. (laughs) We've seen him before. His stick is that he never wins. You know, yes, fan favorite, but he never wins. And yeah, he's a Brooklyn brawler. The guy, his music did not fit him. No, it was like post hardcore. It, it, one of these things is not like the other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it's weird, but no, I mean, it, if you guys fun. are in Kansas City, give it a try. You know, um, it's a good entrance. It was it, fine. Here's my thought: it's a good entrance into live wrestling. I really yes, think I, I'm gonna probably bring Audrey to to one of these. Yeah, I think this would be a good one for her. I absolutely. She's I, been dying for me to take her, and this is the the safe one. Yeah, Journey Pro's more. You know what's going on, or you're, or you're, you're, you're a party boy or a woo girl. You want to have some fun, right? Uh, yeah, but not, not getting in the ring. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> this is this this felt a lot more like getting into going to live wrestling because yeah, you know, it didn't run very long. It was it was nicely timed, you know, and it was it safe. That's what is good is a word I would put there. So it's a good safe promotion to kind of go get get your feet wet. And if you dig it, then you can get into a little more hardcore shit. So all right. Yeah. Yeah. So fun fact though, you, you I do want to circle back on women's wrestling for just one second. Sure. I'll I don't know if you saw this, but I sure as shit. Did. I most definitely I'm did. assuming I I'm assuming most of our fans saw this as well. What do you do on May twenty eighth and twenty ninth? Oh, wait a minute. I thought we were talking about something else. Uh, May 28th and 29th. I don't have mm-hmm. anything planned that I know of. You want to go to Portland, or- Oregon to go see Maquito? I mean, that's a lot closer than Japan. So, <laughs> well, wow. So she's she's going to be in America. Yes, she is going to be at Prestige Wrestling, and I want to Portland, go to Prestige Oregon. Show. Period. That that promotion is fucking killing it. Have you seen their last few cards? Yes. Oh and my just god! To get her killing. in. So I'm wondering if she's in here. That means she's going to do an AEW run or I mean, something like. She's, she's going. She's got to Journey Pro. Like start a GoFundMe. Oh. Get me Maki Ito. Like I will donate. DJ blood and semen not mixed together for this. Good call. I mean, heart soul, uh, uh, Walter. Let's look, guys. That's a movie reference, right? Let's get. I understand. Yes, I know. (laughs) Jamie's going to keep dropping movie references. You had a request from uh, Heather Librarian. John Carpenter movies. Yes. Okay. All right. Just saying. You know. You better. You better follow through. So. Okay, well, that's that's, so, that's why I'm going to do AEW last. <laughs> A, so okay, fine. Um, May 28th and 29th, you said. Okay, cool. Well, we got plenty of time to mull it over. You'll probably talk me into it more than likely. Uh, we'll see about that. Now, we I, I want to talk about GCW had a, had a show over the weekend. Before we get to that, let's just let's do our typical thing. Let's talk, let's wrap up the weekend wrestling. Talk about some numbers and news. Do you have All numbers, right, yeah. Jamie? I do. I do. I really do. He would give me shit if I didn't set him up. I know this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. All right. So, 
it was actually a good week except for two products and those two products are under the same umbrella Uh-oh. and they're in consecutive nights Uh-oh. so we'll start with the first one that took a dip the flagship monday night raw went down from 1.633 to 1.613 so they uh. lost 20,000 people um yeah but the next show lost more than they did which is and that's in xt 2.0 i had to get it in there um they were at 647 they went down to 587 i'm gonna put a pin in that as well ladies Uh-oh, and gentlemen you think you know where i'm going with that um aew <laughs> back over or sorry dynamite was back over Thank a million you. Um, they're 969. They went up to 1.032, and I bet you money they got over a million on this one, too. I'm sure this they did. Beach break. Beach yeah. break next week, they're going to get it's going to be really, I think it's going to be really good next week. Uh, last week House was black, baby. Yeah, absolutely. And that last week was the uh, Moxie return, right? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes, that was Moxie's return. Good. Just and give, give my clearly, back. clearly. Moxley equals ratings. Mox equals ratings for sure. So cool. Because we're going to get to that again. We'll put a pin <laughs> in that, that, that well, statement as I well. Have, I have a couple of things to go along with that. Go ahead, though. Um, yes. Then got, Impact, yeah. again, nice numbers. They went up from 111 to 126. I was not one of them, but I'm a part of their DVR numbers. <laughs> I, 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 pay, I pay it for their monthly YouTube premium membership, right? I didn't watch it this past week, but mm-hmm. um, it had Charlie Haas uh, making his eight-year return <laughs> to the ring. So take that, CM Punk, I guess. Uh, other things, too. They've, they've, they, I am so happy they're going in a good state direction. Plus, upcoming for Impact, for those of you who might be on the fence, uh, you might have already seen it teased online, but... Upcoming weeks, we're going to see Jay White and the Gorillas of Destiny in Impact Wrestling. That just that 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 just makes Jamie want a flamethrower. That's just just <laughs> fire. So anyway, hey, good good for Impact. I think they're. I said they've been doing really well with their shows lately, so I'm I'm happy with that number. Hmm. SmackDown was up. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, SmackDown was up uh, from two point one seven four to two point two five five. Okay, sure, cool. Yeah. They are and, and so, WWE is gearing up. This weekend is the Royal Rumble. No, we are not going to do. Uh, uh, we're not going to watch the Royal Rumble. Uh, you know, it, even though that's what we started on last year. But uh, we're, we're not. But it, this weekend is the Royal Rumble. Insane. How how amazing is this? So next Thursday. By the way, folks, next Thursday is our anniversary. Exactly one year to the day. Uh, leap year, how it worked out. You know, exactly one year to the day that we started. It's also the post uh, Royal Rumble week. Interestingly enough, um, but one year ago when we started this podcast, if we would have known that the Royal Rumble, the show that we started on, was going to be in St. Louis, we would have lost our ever living mind, right? Mm-hmm. And we're, we're and I'm gonna probably watch it. I'm gonna watch the rumble matches. I think you said the same thing, right? Yeah, I'm I'm gonna watch the rumble matches. I will I will give it so, a go. If anybody out there are interested for the rumble, yeah, like I said, we're open to it. I understand that different 
especially after our last interview we had with uh, Jeremy Fine from Second Wrestling. If you haven't, if you haven't given that a listen, please do. He's an awesome guy, a rabbi who runs a wrestling promotion in Chicago. It's fucking awesome, right? Uh, but you know, I get I get his point he made about you know how WWE fits, you know, and how different. So cool, right? Cool. So anyway. Mm-hmm. Good for good for mm-hmm. SmackDown for winning the week again. Yay! Yeah, yeah, and and the little engine that could, um, they went from five twenty six to five ninety four rampage. Hmm, that number by six, ten p.m. Eastern time slot for a one hour show. That number show. is an interesting number that that correlates with something I believe. Yes, it beats NXT. <laughs> and fun fact, ladies and gentlemen, I know we're not going to talk about it this week, but the one that just happened this week, it beat it too. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, this was from last week's, and then this week, um, obviously because we don't have all the numbers, uh, yeah, the one that happened on the 25th of January mm-hmm. It was also in the 500s, like 580 something as well. Yeah, 584. I think it well, actually went down. Well, yeah. last week's rampage was. Did you watch it at all? Um, I okay did, did not. Okay. I was playing poker. <laughs> oh, I thought your poker turn, your poker night was coming up. So rampage. It was John Moxley's first match back. Now mm-hmm. he they actually got him in a match in in AEW before he wrestled in GCW over the weekend. So and it was a live rampage. So. Good stuff happened yep. with that. Moxie versus Ethan Page. Fantastic match, right? And Moxie yeah. looks so good. He looks so much healthier. He's 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 slimmed up. He's kind of got he's leaned up a little bit. It's fantastic. He actually won by submission, you know, his little like, yeah. chokehold. And then on his way out of the ring, just what we want to see. He goes out through the crowd like he always does, and into the open area before the concourse. There is one Mr. Brian Danielson sitting there, just standing there by himself. As he walks on past him very slowly. It's like, yep, that's how you do it. That's how you do it. Because that's that's what it's got to be. You know, he's not in the title picture right now. And perfect. Perfect. Uh, you also had <clears throat> Nick Jackson versus Trent Beretta. Okay, that was that was interesting. It was a, it was a fun, flippy, spinny shit match. Uh, Trent Beretta won actually so mm-hmm. it was supposed to be bucks versus rapungi vice but rocky romero got covid so you know it is what it yeah. is uh and then you had the most over man in all of wrestling hook beating the living piss out of serpentico <laughs> yes he just oh my god he just keeps getting more and more and they're setting up some sort of little mini feud with him and uh qt marshall it's a good kind of starter feud to kind of get your feet wet sort of bit you know so uh take one of his coaches and feud with him that's cool then jade cargill mm-hmm. and anna jay which a match was a lot better than i expected it to be i thought it was going to be anna jay getting rolled over and she was not she almost it- won it a couple times I will have to say this, and this is gonna sound bad, and I know it does. <laughs> I think this match was better than the Ruby Soho J Cargo match. It didn't feel as disconjointed. Yeah, because I did watch this one. I I I don't disagree with you on that. You know, I felt like you know sometimes wrestlers don't quite match up, sort of bit. You know, mm-hmm. and like Ruby and Nyla did fantastic together. So you didn't, and Ruby's been a pro, but you know. 
unfortunately, Jade's had that, and she's the greenest of the green of all of them, right? She still shows that from time to time. She's shown it for a few different uh, matchups that she's had. And I felt, I agree with you. I think the Ruby Soho one was one of them, and this one felt great. The two of them, I think it's because they are of similar talent um, experience levels. You know, that, I think maybe that's why they kind of fit together better. I don't, I don't know, but it was a great, it was, it was actually a really, really good women's match. Jade Cargill, of course, mm-hmm. retained, but very yeah. good women's match. <laughs> yeah, no, it was excellent. So those are your numbers, sir. Good I stuff. know you were watching something completely different than what I was watching Sunday. I was watching arguably the greatest football oh, game that has ever been played. That was not I, a Super Bowl. I, I watched that too. Okay, I did. I, t- I I had the replay that I watched later on for this, but I did watch this game. And I'm not being a Chiefs fan. I wasn't like everybody else around me with my heart palpitations going up and down, and you know, 175 uh, uh, BP kicking in. And you know, I was just enjoying the madness that was. So fun fact. So I haven't told you this, but my my watch, you know, it shows like when I exercise and everything. Uh-huh. Yeah, you got like you got it, it said I was in. exercising during that game. Yeah, I was working out during that game. Oh yeah, I've had that before too. Certain things, you know. Yeah. So especially the last two minutes. <laughs> well, if you if you ain't into the footballs, which by the way, fantastic match. You know, and it, it, I said if the if the overtime rules were different, they could still be playing because it's just nobody was stopping anybody. It's unbelievable. Um, yeah. Also on Sunday night was another landmark event, if you would. Okay. It was the world, no O, on GCW. Hammerstein Ballroom, GCW. Let's fucking go. And fucking go, they did. Put this out here. This is now the best pay per view of 2022. Yes, there's been three now, but still. Still, <laughs> that's a bold statement, but it's an accurate one. I mean, Hard to Kill was very good. It was, but this I felt was just unbelievably awesome. It it, it had it had a lot of stuff. Now, a side little, little side note here: the fight, a fight TV is where or it's only twenty five bucks. I couldn't believe it. Twenty five bucks on Fight TV, like holy shit, right? So, Fight TV's uh, COO Mike Weber. Recently gave gave a statement when, in an interview about the world on GCW. Okay, so the sh- the show itself sold out in person, over two thousand tickets in the building, and he said that they did seven. Uh, this is the best show that GCW's ever done for them. Uh, oh, it, he says that I'm looking for this. Uh, broke the broke GCW's promotion record for most fight buys. Uh. Uh, I'm trying to see here if he gave a number. I don't see a number, unfortunately, but it did exceedingly well for Fight TV, which I love to see because that means we're going to see more, better, bigger shows from GCW. And those of you who we've waxed poetic quite a bit about GCW since we got Mm -hmm. to go see one live, right? And maybe we haven't been as forthright about what GCW is because there's the thought especially from those outside of jersey and eastern pennsylvania and new york that gcw is a deathmatch promotion right yeah 
hundred percent. That's, that's why I originally thought it was until we went to it. Right. That's what people think. And maybe we haven't been as, you know, uh, descriptive about what it actually is. Because GCW is actually a collection of basically is, is it's like a, a Mark started his own wrestling company and said, I like this, 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 and this style of wrestling. I'm going to do a little bit of each of those. That's kind of what it is. So it opened it up with a grab the brass ring ladder match. Okay. And it was a very good ladder match. Just bonker stuff. Seven man ladder match. You had, um, uh, Alice Cologne was in it, by the way, who we saw at, uh, the death match in, uh, um, yeah. In Iowa. And if you get the ring, you had, you could challenge same thing as like most promotions, you know, like, golden ticket sort of bit right you get challenge any title mm-hmm. for the next year right well the surprise interest was aj gray who is the current hardcore champion i want to say uh but he ended up getting the win um john wayne murdoch came up and actually interfered with cologne to kind of cancel him out of the match near the end there so it's apparently a little little, little thing they're going on with john wayne murdoch and alex cologne which okay cool for so good way to kind of start the match then you had my match of the fucking weekend my match of got of, of for a while this match fucked so hard um I might be pregnant. You know, it's, it was that goddamn good. It was the Lucha Rules six-man trios match. So Team Gringo versus Team Bandito. You had Gringo Loco, uh, Demonic Flamita, and uh, Ares versus Bandito, Laredo Kid, and ASF, who we saw in Chicago. If you remember, he's the little skinny guy. No, no mask yeah. luchador. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like the spots were everywhere, yeah. everything. And Lucha Rules, Lucha Rules gets a bad rep here, uh, you know, especially north of the border. Like, oh, just everybody doing whatever they want all the time. And like, technically, Lucha Rules is you don't take it in and out. When somebody goes out of the ring, hits the floor, another person can enter. And then, it, and then it breaks down. But yeah, <laughs> so, but anyway, yeah. so favorite spot of, of the night. And you might have already seen this on Twitter. So, you know how the guy puts the dude on his shoulders, right? And they do, sometimes they do a spot. Yeah. And sometimes you'll have two teams. They put the other person's guy on the shoulder and they'll do a spot. Yeah. Well, they did that with all six men. So, they had two stacks of three men <laughs> meeting in the middle of the ring. And the bottom two, like, levels were, like, jarring each other out. The top two guys are going at it. And it was ASF. And I can't remember who the guy on the other side was. But ends up breaking down by ASF doing a Canadian Destroyer to his counterpart on top of the other tower. And that, it just kept going on, kept going on. Gringo Loco got the pen, got the victory there. It was fantastic. So good. And then what what might be very close second to match of the night, in my opinion, uh, was Blake Christian, who was supposed to challenge Jonathan Gresham for the uh, ROH title. And Jonathan Gresham was a late scratch. I, I did not double check. I didn't look to see. I don't know if it was a COVID-related or injury or travel stuff. I mean, it, it is. Yeah, you term. never know. So yeah. who knows? He couldn't make it, though, to the show. So he had to get a fill-in. They got a pretty good one because they put him up against Leo Rush. <laughs> and as good as you expect this match, Blake Christian is, I still marvel at the waste that WWE did to this man because 
Yeah, they're like, I don't know how to use this guy. He's athletic and charismatic. Yeah, well, let's, let's, let's kind of like kind of like Leo Rush. Yeah, so they kind of fit together. But these guys did fantastic. Yeah, Christian got the got the got the got the, got the, the victory actually. So Blake Christian won. Um, then you had one of the more interesting matches of the night. You had uh, Joey Janela versus Matt Cardona. Matt Cardona is the most hated man in wrestling, simply because of the amount of vitriol that gcw fans have towards him and he plays it off they had remember remember when they had the, the before oh, good. remember when when wwe bought ecw and before they made it like kayfabe official bought them that they had the whole yeah. night stand thing where rob van dam beat cena for the title they had the, if cena wins we riot well there was a if cardona wins we riot a banner in the exact same spot in the exact same style Good throwback. It was he, it was great. Yeah, yeah. Him and him and him and uh, uh, him and the misses uh, Chelsea Green come out to the ring, and he starts by just straight spitting a fan in the face with beer, <laughs> and it goes from there. You had all sorts of twists and turns. There's this whole like storyline they do they did that. There's some photos. It, it's all uh, uh, Jake Roberts and uh, uh, um um. Macho Man Randy Savage, Miss Elizabeth, you know, the whole photos by the pool thing, photos of uh, Joey Janela and uh, Chelsea by the pool and you know, the skimpy little bikini, right? You know, so anyway, so they're playing this whole angle up, right? Well, at one point, you know, maybe about a third of the way through the match, Chelsea gets in the ring and, and there's all sorts of violence and mayhem all over the place. It's fantastic, right? But Chelsea gets in the ring and turns... She's facing Joey Janela. She's going to get at him. Turns around. Kicks Cardona right in the nuts. And then the crowd's going ape shit, right? You know, because they've been chanting dirty things to her the whole time, right? About Joey. So she goes, go up, go up. So he's going up to the top rope, right? This and that. And she comes over and punches him. And he falls on his nuts right on the rope. Cardona stands up. They did, they did a Johnny Gargano. He has a cup, so he pulls out the cup. <laughs> um, Perfect. And then and then it continues to break down. You had Hornswoggle come. You basically all the major podcast, uh, 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 major wrestling, whatever the fucking major wrestling podcast. major wrestling podcast. Yeah, sure, sure. His figure show. You know, you had all those characters come out. Mark Sterling showed up. You had Hornswoggle come out from under the ring. Um, you had uh, answered by Marco Stunt making an appearance out of nowhere. I know, I know. Yeah, Marco, Marco fucking Stunt. Um, there was there was a, a Virgil or Vincent as he's called sighting. Vincent was there, and then at the end it was a mysteriously masked man. He had a motorcycle helmet on, a black duster, right? Comes yeah. in and attacks Joey Janela. Who is it? It's Brian Myers, of course, and can I, Cardinal of course it is. So that was a lot of fun. And then after it, they're all beating up on Janela, and there's a blackout, and you get Sabu shows up. So kind of a nice thing. Oh, nice. I, I failed to mention that Cardona came out to enter Sandman, which is uh... – Of course he did, <laughs> dude. God, I, I said, love Cardona right big, now. He's such a good heel. He's so good at being a heel. He's like, I want to see him take that character to impact. Be the heel because this guy is great um all right after that you had one of my favorite matches of the night you know uh it wasn't a super long match but it was it was so much fun there was some good emotion in it too alley catch versus ruby soho hey ruby um and 
you know, this whole story about Allie Ketch. Allie Ketch is in Bussy with uh, Effie, right? Okay, if you're not familiar. Mm-hmm. And talk about how this is one of her dream matches, whatever. And I thought to some people that weren't really into this match, I thought it was great. I thought this was such a good match. Uh, the crowd was really into it, too. Um, That's good. Ruby got the victory. And... It's interesting. They're so far behind Allie. They almost booed Ruby at the end. And then they realized, like, oh, no, we like them both. That's right. Okay. <laughs> but it was, it, was yeah. a, it was a very good women's match. Yeah, Jared, Jeff Jarrett, Double J, uh, making his GCW debut against Effie in a much better match than I thought it was going to be. I thought Jeff was going to look stiff and old and just – he didn't. He reminded me of the old, just like cynical, evil bastard Jeff Jarrett from like early TNA days, you know? And he played that well. He ended up getting the victory, using the guitar, and then doing the stroke on Effie. Got the victory. But Effie – Effie's a future world champion in GCW. He's oh, – Effie is fine. Effie's amazing. Yeah. Absolutely. Effie's, Effie's awesome. Then you had what was not the main event, John Moxley defending his title, his GCW title, against Homicide. So, uh, good fun match there. Um, you could tell they were starting to like run a little long, because this, this match was definitely shorter than I would have thought it would, be, it would have been. And then you have the Briscoes come out, because they had to place an open challenge, right? So... Who's going to challenge them for their GCW tag titles? So you have Matt Tremont comes out. Matt Tremont's a a deathmatch guy, right? He's very famous in deathmatch circles. He comes out. And who's his partner? Who's it going to be? Out comes Dewey. He points at the screen. Here comes Nick Gage. Metallica starts playing in, you know, from the bell toes. And the place goes apeshit. (laughs) So this is Nick Gage. Yeah, he's been gone for like three months, right? Yeah, October's his last right. time. You know, yeah, October's yeah. his last match that he had. In uh, it was uh, the match against um, Ken, uh, not Kent, um, um, Suzuki. So, mm-hmm. play to us ape shit. You know who wins this match? It's Nick Gage and Tremont. And once again, it was a surprisingly short kind of match. You could tell because they're trying to fit it into the schedule. You're right. The Briscoes, mm-hmm. one of the Briscoes even tweeted out, it goes, goddamn TV pay-per-view time limits. You know, it's just. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, and then afterwards, one of the, one of the kind of the feel-good moments, right? Uh, Nick Gage is out there and they got their tight tank belts. He gets a microphone. The entire GCW roster, all the GCW originals. It's like Ruby and Jeff Jarrett and Moxie weren't, you know, but all the, all the GCW folks, they all come yeah. out, fill the fucking ring and very kind of hell for We are GCW, you know, this, and that, you know, rah, rah, sort of, sort of bit, you know, how they end it. So feel good moment at the end there. If if they were allowed to kind of run over, I think it would have been even better because the last two matches mm-hmm. were definitely shortened up. The boxing match, I could see it, it kind of played a good different decent, decent story, but Nick Gage's triumphant return was like a six minute match, right? And it's like, ugh, you know, Aww. yeah, it's especially against the Briscoes, you know, like, know. you want that to be long, especially because they started off with him doing a spear through with one of the Briscoes through 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 a through a. Uh, a um, a door that the Briscoes brought out and set up before anybody come out, you know? So that's how they started the match. And so, and then the, and then they proceeded to take halves of the door and beat each other until there was no more door in their hands. You know, that's how they started the match. That's awesome. TV time, you know, pay-per-view time limits be what they may. So it was still a great fun. Yeah. 
I can't wait for it. I have one last little note about GCW, and then we're going to move on. I saw a tweet today that, and this is, uh, uh, of course, uh, Wednesday, 26, guys. You know, we taped the night before. So I saw a tweet, I guess, if you're listening, yesterday. So the end of March, March 31st to April 2nd, in Dallas, Texas, there's an event going on. It's called GCW Collective. Three days of fun, live wrestling events, merchandise, food trucks, and much more, along with the GCW World Fair. 17,000 square feet of vendors, exhibits, games, podcasts, stage shows, and more. There's a GCW, like, event (laughs) going on in Dallas, Texas at the end of March, beginning of April. Okay. (laughs) Podcasts? I mean, vendor, there's a number to call for vendor available. We'll see. We'll see. (laughs) Yeah. Just want to throw that your way. Hey, maybe we you got you guys want to go meet us in Dallas? I don't know. You know, we could do we could do a live stream. We could figure it out. We could yeah. actually be Toronto yeah, Fest live, like we originally started as, although we've never been live. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah. So That's we're cool. on GCW. Highly recommend if you get a chance to catch any of it, please do. Especially that lucha match. That lucha match. Oh, so good. All right, let's yes. let's bring it back to more mainstream stuff. What happened on Rampage this week? No, not Rampage. What happened on Dynamite this week? Let's do that one. Lots of stuff happened on Dynamite. It was, of course, Beach Break. This is in, their second one. In, in beautiful, it, known for their beaches, Cleveland, Ohio. In balmy Cleveland, Ohio. There actually was a promo they did at the beach in Cleveland <laughs> with a foot of yeah. snow on the ground. It was fantastic. I mean, one, one could say... Cleveland was a steamer because it's so hot. Um, <laughs> um, so anyway, so let's just run through the card real quick, Do the card um, first. and then go. we'll talk about some of the matches. So the it opened up with Sammy um, and Cody in the TNT ladder unification match. Uh, I enjoyed this match. We'll talk about it. Oh, Somebody we gave a hot this. take on it. Somebody gave it a super hot take I don't agree with, but okay. we'll see. Um, but the winner and undisputed champion is none other than Codelander? No, no, Sammy. <laughs> Sammy got it. Sammy, so Sammy, Sammy. I don't know. I, then I, he I, has. I, 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 yeah, I, hate, well, I, hate how, I hate how he does that, but anyway. Yeah, same. Uh, then you had a squash match. You had Wardlow against uh, Jobber, number 42 and 39, <laughs> respectively. Um, it was Elijah Dean handicap. and James Alexander. So, in a way, Wardlow beat Dean Alexander. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure did. <laughs> beat <laughs> we're, the real one. We're going to stick with that. Yes. Um, then you had a very interesting trios match of Santana Ortiz and Jericho versus uh, 2.0 and Daniel Garcia. Yeah. Uh, it was short, but it was fine. Um, Santana Ortiz got the win. I'm going to keep it right there. Say exactly like that. <laughs> uh, um, then there's a bunch of promos. We'll get the promos later. Uh, Layla Hirsch and Red Velvet. I do appreciate that we got different women wrestlers on Dynamite. Like it's it's this is somebody new. More than and the one match was actually really good. Exactly, you give the time to shine. More than one feud 
good. We'll talk yeah. about that too. There was other women's stuff happened throughout the night. So only one women's match, yeah. but they they're setting they got they got they got more stuff. They got more lanes. More lanes. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah, uh Layla Hirsch got the dub. So that was that was good. Uh she is now the number one can, uh ranked women's wrestler. Right. They were uh, one and the they were one and two, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um then after that you had the lights out match of Orange Cassidy and Adam Cole Bay Bay. And this match fucked. Um, <laughs> this easy as that. Just that's all I gotta say about it. Um, the winner, surprisingly, surprisingly for me, was Orange Cast. I'm with you there. I didn't. I thought for sure. Clean. Mm-hmm. And we'll, we'll. How about we end with that? Since that's the way the show ended. Let's. Uh, what do you? What do you want to start? I want to talk about it. Okay. Let's about, okay. Let's talk about it first. Let's talk about it first. Then. No, okay. No. 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 You're right. You're right. We gotta keep the viewers on. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you want to go let's first? Talk, you, want, you want to talk about the promo? You want to go ladder let's match? Just, okay. Let's go right to the ladder match. I so, loved the ladder match. I loved it too. I thought it was it was a lot better than I was expecting, but it wasn't. Like oh. it's weird. Like I had high ex- expectations, and it was better than my expectations. But then it's like, oh wait, my expectations are really high too. Um, I mean, the the move of the night was that springboard cutter for sure. Off of the he, top of the he did two a springboard ladders. from the second to the top rung on a ladder, off the top rung of the ladder, to do a cutter off of Cody, who was on the other bigger ladder onto the mat. It was sick. Sick, <laughs> sick, 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 sick. What? <laughs> so so this is the thing I want to say about this. There was a hot take that came out, and there's a, there's somebody yeah. who's doing like a live stream right after. I'm like, okay, what is this? They're trying to say that this ladder match was the best ladder match of the past decade. And I no, completely no, disagree. No. It's not even the best one in this damn company. Not, this, was a, this was a fantastic ladder match, okay? Yeah. This was not the best ladder match of the past decade. That, to my, hand to God, that goes to the inaugural North American championship ladder match from nxt uh take over new orleans i think whatever and for me it's escalator de, Mo- de, uh, de, de la, la muerte. muerte i mean that's that's the best aw one i mean oh god it's so good too but i i would i would have to give it to i'd have to give it to the nxt one the north american but i i won't because that freaking match is cursed well for for nxt for the for but for the people inside maybe not anyway <laughs> that match yeah, was unbelievable. both of those matches were unbelievable um we weren't really doing this you know back when Escalade de Marte was a thing but that was our favorite match of uh 28 19 you know so 2019 yeah I mean that match was so good so good <laughs> it was ridiculous there, I mean I mean as good as, as some of the spots we talked about one there's other spots there was a super duper uh plex you had a, a um, I call that the platinum plex well the platinum plex cool we'll go with that um we had the uh crossroads off of both ladders which looked really sick so i mean yeah, sammy did. sold the piss out of that thing and mm-hmm. but i mean escalade de muerte had a canadian destroyer off of a ladder through a table <laughs> i mean we did have a figure four with ladders wrapped around their legs i thought that was interesting yeah you had sammy thrown into an upside down ladder and almost get scissored and 
Sammy did a a a, a Santon off of a twenty foot ladder onto another ladder perched on the outside that did not break and it looked stiff as it didn't fuck. budge it did not budge and i'm like as soon as i saw that i'm like Ooh, both Sammy's guys just went hurt. oh <laughs> yeah uh yeah no like th- this was a total spot fest um it had just everything everything and anything yeah um but yeah no i i enjoyed but I, that take i thought you'd you'd find That's, a little interesting i mean first of all and this is you and i have had this talk a lot you know this kind of is one of the reasons we spawned our, you know, our rating system. And I was very hell bent on my thing that you can't go above a five because I think a lot of times when you're in the ether, you, you you don't get the chance to sit back. I had to sit back. I sit back for a week after the uh, Thunder Rosa Britt Baker lights out match before I gave it five stars. Cause it's like, I just saw it happen. Let me make sure it was as good as I think it was. So you're in the ether. I kind of get what the dude's... Okay, yeah, it was unbelievable. I get it there. But if you sit back and think about it, you're like, no, nah, Escalado Murte by far, right? So uh, it is what it is. What did you think of the Fuego angle? I liked it. I thought it had so much great stuff because Fuego comes out. He's, you know, tied to both men, you know, of course. If you yeah. Could, if, you couldn't, if you couldn't guess... Uh, uh, well, I mean, it's, it's odd because Cody looks strikingly similar to Fuego 2. I don't know what's up with that. But yeah, um, maybe there's like a long-distant relative thing. Who knows? You know, maybe he's related to Fuego 2. I don't know. Uh, but <laughs> he comes out and tries to like stop him because at one point in time, Cody's like ripping into him on the outside, right? And he tells him, stop it. That's not the point. The ladder's in the match. Go go win the match. You know, don't, don't, you don't have to like beat him up further sort of bit. And then he goes in the ring and he's still like kind of jarring at him. So, <laughs> so, so Cody just kicks him and does a Tiger Driver 98 on him right there. <laughs> Very yeah. Codelander-esque. Yeah. And like the whole thing, like he's showing these signs of dissension, like Codelander's coming and it's so obvious. And, He's teasing us. I don't think he's, we're ever gonna get. I don't think we're gonna get full blown Code Lander. I really don't. No, I, I hope so. I think we, we. I think we deserve it. I think it'd be awesome, but I don't think he'll ever fully go there because he, he's, he's got people who support him. You know, still he's not completely hated. He's not. But even as Code Lander, I mean, that's the thing about Co- like Homelander. Like people still support Homelander, even yeah. though he's a raging psychopath I, who kills people and drinks breast milk. I know. I know. Wait till you see Herogasm. If they come even halfway close to that storyline, oh my god. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. It's, it's bonkers. Total sidebar. Uh, match was great. I loved it. Um, I want to talk about... I'm going to kind of encompass a couple of different things into this here. Uh, okay. let's talk, I want to talk about the women in general. Okay, so the women's match, like we said, they've been building this feud up, doing it, and they've been doing it through all their avenues, which some people... Some people shoot on quite a bit, you know. Oh, you're on YouTube or whatever. You have an hour on this, whatever. You know, you're getting content across. This is twenty. This is twenty twenty two. People get with the program, right? So they've been building this kind of feud here across Dark Dark Elevation Rampage, a little bit of everything, right? Between Layla Hirsch, Chris Statlander, Red Velvet, it gives them something to do because you can't have everybody in the title picture all the time. And what do you do with all your other women's talent, right? Give them something yep. to do. So 
that was kind of a, a reoccurring theme throughout the night. You know, you had at one point when they were announcing the card for the next week, you had, excuse me, and out came um, Nyla Rose and uh, Vicky Guerrero. Nyla Rose shoots on Ruby Soho, hey Ruby, and she wants, you know, a rematch with her and all that. So you have another feud set up there. And then you've got Jade Cargill had extended an offer through um, – um, smart Mark Sterling to Julia Hart to be her next uh, competitor, you know, but she has to sign a, a release form because you know the eye patch and shit, you know. And she she's it, she keeps diverging. Maybe we're going down a different path, but keeps diverging hold, hold further on. and hold further. On. Hold away. on, Go hold ahead. on. Call her Snake, <laughs> or I'm... or minimum Julia Pliskin, and call her Julia. You can call her whatever you feel like. I'm going to stick with her her shoot name, okay? I don't know why I haven't <laughs> gone to that. I am I am surprised as shit that you have only just now come to that. Because now that you said it, I'm like, you should have said this like the first time you saw her in that thing. Yeah. You should have. Julia I've, Pliskin. Wow. I've, I've, I have failed you. I failed Man, you all. I, I'm sorry, Julia Internet. Pliskin. Jamie's sorry. Excuse me. Jamie's sorry, Internet. He'll, he'll do sorry. better. He'll do better. Um, but anyway, she keeps... She keeps visually getting further distant from the varsity blondes. She was wearing like a nice little outfit sort of bit you know, thing here today in the little jacket and things. making that transition. I'm telling you it's happening, but so you have, so she agrees. So there's that, you know, and Gr- Griff's like, you know, you shouldn't your eyes, not this. She goes, I can make my own decisions. Right. And she signs a little thing. And so she's going to challenge for that. So in general, the women's division, they keep adding stuff to it. So, I and Britt Baker had a promo we'll talk about in a little bit as well. I want to talk about that separately, but I just want to talk about I liked that that there's there's now whoa Jesus Christ sorry new microphone is like in a different spot so my hand sorry guys uh, I feel like they're finally doing the right things even though they don't have two women's matches a week they they've got more storyline going yeah. And and the thing too with Julia that leads me into one of the promos I want to talk about, which was the House of Black. Oh yeah, because oh, the House yeah. of Black was great introducing, um, you know, uh, Brody King like again, and then the thing that I notice a lot about this, I know Heather the Librarian is going to break it down for us and give us an amazing. <laughs> Heather's going to break this down in our also, comments she, she, on YouTube. She, she's going to give us some of that. She's also going to get a little. Uh, some juicy, juicy Wardlow action. He was the hometown boy tonight. Uh, got, he got was such a big pop, so good. And he also had a, a bit of conflict later on. So yes, yes, which we need to talk about because I really like that storytelling. Yeah. Um, but the the thing that I noticed in that vignette was it was just those guys, mm-hmm. just Black and and King, and then they happened well... to show Pac when they were talking about Pac, but then they showed one other person, Julia Hart flashed her julia pliskin yeah i mean it we all know what's happening because i want it to happen soon and malachi of course he's he's like no no they are in due time in due time but it's just oh it's so good and they are inevitable such a good that needs to happen that needs to happen so bad just like death we are inevitable yes exactly that's why i was like it's inevitable yeah i was like what was the exact quote because i know i wrote it down just like death we are inevitable. We're inevitable. Oh, that's yes. a t-shirt. Okay, cool. Yes. It's probably already out there. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it is. So, 
He had a bunch of other little promos here. Uh, claimed uh, mm-hmm. promo apparently Bones, Bones is challenging Moxley on uh, Rampage this week. Good luck with that. Uh, you had House of Black we talked about. It was Team Taz that was at the beach with a very yeah, ill. Yeah, that was great. A very ill-dressed uh, Tony Schiavone. And it was, there actually is a beach in Cleveland on Lake Erie there, I guess. But whatever. Yeah. So the uh, moral of the story here. That was a funny little, funny little bit. Um, you know, Powerhouse Hobbs wearing his giant fur, and uh, Ricky Starks is wearing like ski goggles and ski gloves and stuff. And so, but uh, uh, Starks uh, accepted Jay Lethal's challenge for the FTW championship in two weeks on Rampage. So good. Want to see more Jay Lethal, so that's good stuff. Yes, as, as much Jay Lethal as I can get on my TV screen, I'm all for. Uh-huh. I love me some Jay Lethal, yeah. Um, and then the other the other promo that was out there, we have two that we're gonna we're saving, of course. But um, it's gonna be Lance Archer versus uh, Hangman and Page in two weeks. Yeah, two weeks in a Texas Death Match. So that'll be fun to see. That seems scary. All right, you want to do inner circle? Inner circle, CM Punk, Brits, or how do you want to do that? Let's. So yeah, let's 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 just talk about the inner circle real quick because it won't take very long. So they they they're breaking up. Last was yeah, <laughs> they're breaking up. Like it is so obvious, and like Eddie got to Ortiz and Santana about about everything, and then they're like, "What have you been? What have you done for us?" And they basically just did the whole match, and then of course there's a Judas effect on the outside in order to get the win, but like. They're acting like they don't need him. And I agree. I I think it's time for them to fly. Somebody, maybe it's a bit of manifesting, but somebody put out there a Photoshop image, LAX version 4.0, whatever the fuck, you know, you know, the new LAX. And it was Eddie Kingston, Santana, Ortiz, and Diamante. And three of those people have already been in LAX, of course. Um, but you saw little nods to it because Diamante always does that uh, that dead fish dive off the rope. Mm-hmm. Ortiz did it the exact same thing, and so little bits where I'm like, hmm, maybe, maybe not call themselves LAX, but have some. Uh, it'd be cool. So anyway, it's happening. It is what it is. Yeah. Well, yeah. Most of this match to me was like the man of the night because I'm like, whatever, I don't care. So, the next thing is, because I want to say Brit, um, the MJF CM Punk. Oh, promo of the night. It was, it was so damn good. It was so damn good. But here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen. If we're, like, if this is a debate, and we've been doing these debates, MJF has beat CM Punk twice. Okay. I felt like he beat him. You feel on like he the beat mic. him tonight? I do. I don't. I think he did for the most part, but Punk comes out by himself first, for those of you who haven't seen. Punk comes out by himself, dresses his wrestling gear, calls out MJF, right? He's not gonna blah, blah, blah. He, he comes out, he's in a suit, you know, this and that. And and he does. He owns the majority of his time here. Sets up that he'll he accepts the match next week in Chicago, right? In Chicago of all places. And then and then he shoots on 
Cleveland even more and a few other things. And then he turns it back to Punk. And this is where I felt like Punk won this because he just got eventually he gets jumped by the whole uh, by the whole pinnacle. But before he does that, he's got some good, just real solid jibes in there. So it's it's I I think it's gold no matter what. Every time these two are together on 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 screen, I am honestly shocked and surprised CM Punk let MJF fly with the whole Colt Cabana Sue thing. I mean, MJF is he's he goes right up to the sun, man. He's he's playing Icarus that you know every week it feels like because he just went right to it. I mean, I'm surprised CM Punk let that shit fly, like because yeah. that's like that's a coworker now again. <laughs> Former best friend, business partner turned unfortunate bitter enemy of sorts into a coworker and. Apparently now, guy that you're cool with, at least a little bit. Which <laughs> understanding is they have kind of buried the hatchet somewhat. Yeah, I've heard that they're they're cool. With it. It's like you know they're, they're not going to go out and go you know go 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 spend a weekend in Vegas together or any shit like that. But they're cool enough with each other, right? They're like, all right, no hard feelings, cool, cool. See you later, bye. Right? You know, one of those things. Yeah, yeah. So Rip no, Baker. but I enjoyed okay. it. The the big thing I got out of the whole thing though, the biggest thing was mm-hmm. Wardlow. Oh was the whole Wardlow thing. Like talk about that. Pinnacles yeah. beating the shit out of CM Punk and Wardlow's just standing off to the side. This is Wardlow's hometown, and, by the way. If like, we didn't already mention it earlier. This I think we yeah. did. But yeah, this is Wardlow's hometown. So he's over and, as fuck here. Yeah, and he's like looking pissed. Like he doesn't want to be in there. He's pissed that they're doing this to CM Punk. Yep. Like you can just see it, you can feel and then, it. and then MJF orders him to do that power bomb, and he does it on the t- on the chair. Almost, like, be- oh. but almost begrudgingly, he. Slowly, I was a hundred percent begrudgingly. He didn't he, want to do it at all. He comes over slowly, and then they put him underneath in his in in between his legs, and finally he's like, oh, eventually does the power bomb on the chair. So, I'm telling you, we're it, it's happening next week. It's starting next week. Well, next Even week more. puts it out just about a month out, give or take, from uh, Revolution. So mm-hmm. I could see that, especially because that's the match, right? Maybe. So maybe. So do you think we're going to get Wardlow MJF at Revolution, or will we get Punk MJF 2 with Wardlow completing his turn? Hundred percent. You think it's going to be the completion of the turn? That to me makes more sense. I believe. Or think- or or they do a tag team match: Wardlow Punk versus two people at the Pinnacle, which would be MJF and Spears, Spears. which would be the perfect two. Those that that would be storytelling at its finest, that right there. Would be. I feel like you could save that for after because you've got remember. Part of their deal with turn with a uh, um more, with with uh, Turner Bro- it's not Turner Broadcast whatever the hell I keep wanting to say Turner Media I don't know what what's now called but part of their TV deal was that Rampage stays on TNT and TNT gets X number of Saturday special shows basically yeah yeah I think that's the thing you say for that 
I like the I I believe because I don't feel like you want to give away. It's Chicago. It's a Chicago return show. It's going to be a big show next week, but I don't feel yep. you give that away completely. It's not clean. Some shit happens. It, it's the beginning of the dissension. The, the the beginning of the actual fall of Wardlow from MJF. But you saved. I think you saved that payoff for the for the rematch of the two of them at Revolution. That to me makes more sense. Yeah, no, I I agree. I just think I think something happens next week to really reinforce it. Mm-hmm. I hear you. And hear you. you know, I would love to see that tag team match happen at Revolution, but I'd really like to see a clear cut winner between MJF and CM Punk. Right. I think. And see- I honestly want MJF to be put over, just in full transparency. But it won't I, happen. I, well, I don't. I think. It, I think he might. I think I think it might I think it might because then you would have Wardlow would have because if 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 Punk gets put over I think either way you've got a path for Wardlow to go after MJF afterwards. But I don't know. It'd be interesting because you've got you got a guy who's undefeated versus a guy who as a singles competitor has only been pinned once. Yeah. So Somebody's, I mean, somebody's the, somebody's records getting getting shot. <laughs> I think the bigger play when you th- when you look at this thing is for CM Punk to lose next week, and then for him to win and a then revolution. win a revolution. I think that's right because then you can insert him into the John Moxley. The title well, you can enter because yeah. you're going to have Moxley Danielson probably by revolution. God, that just gets my nipples hard. To I know, about but how then, but hard then, that but, match will but, fuck. But then you can insert. I think after that, if he beats MJF, you could put him in the in the mix now for the title picture consists of uh, Hangman Page, who I love Lance Archer, but I don't think you're taking the title off Page, right? Um, but you could insert him into with Danielson and Moxley in that conversation for the title, and don't be surprised to see a, a returning Miro. I don't know how long he's out for. He's had he. Yes, he's banged up, you know, he's getting some stuff fixed. But, you know, it feels like we should be getting Miro coming back in some form here, whether that's the TNT picture. I could see him entering in. Uh, yes, I know. It's a bunch of old WWE guys that are vying for the title, right? I get that. But also get over it. It is what it is, right? <laughs> it's, yeah. It, it's also a bunch of old ROH guys, if you really want to look at it that way, too. Yeah, I mean, that's... <laughs> To be to be really truthful, you know, um, so interesting to see what happens. Something also is interesting, especially to me. I said earlier, fantastic football game this past week. Not a Chiefs fan. If you listen to this podcast, you know I am a Steeler fan, and the Chiefs handed us, uh, you know, the end of our season a couple weeks ago. And that's okay. We knew it was going to happen. We had our we had our feel good yeah. moment against the Browns in Pittsburgh for Ben's giveaway game. So in Cleveland, what does the AEW do? It brings out Pittsburgh's own favorite daughter, Britt Baker, for a Britt Baker appreciation uh, promo. She comes out in her Pittsburgh gear, all black and yellow, Pirates, Penguins, Steelers, all this stuff with a Brit- yeah. Bay- Britsburg terrible towel, and just shoots the living shit on Cleveland. Her, oh. her best mic skills of any woman probably in AEW. I can't think of another woman in AEW that's got mic skills as good as hers. 
I not even close. Not even close. Um, a couple couple notable lines here. Um, <laughs> let's talk about the, pay, the 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 baker that actually wins shit. And then she ends it there. You finally have a baker you can count on. Just keep shooting on Baker Mayfield left and right and gets the crowd. I mean, it's it's rare. I mean, she's technically a heel, but it's rare that Baker gets booed over as much as she did. I yeah. loved every second of it. She she left, she grabbed a fan's uh, ter- uh, terrible towel flag and left with that. Fan-fucking-tastic. Loved every second of it. It it was awesome. Um <sighs> The the nine sack reference was great because you know like she won like nine awards and she's like nine like I got something in common like I got I, we're, we got something in common Cleveland like that's like, how many times like, the Pittsburgh like Steelers how... sacked Baker Mayfield it's like goddamn oh, so good so good so it made me as a Steeler fan it made me very happy I bet it did <laughs> it is so only thing but one talk- thing I noticed about though I did want to point this out. You go ahead. No rebel. No, no Jamie Hader. I wouldn't read too much into that. Oh, I am, because the hater, the hater bickering is is real. But the fact that they weren't there tonight, I wouldn't read too much into it. I think that this is. I'm, ma- I'm going to. Well, do we know if they either one of them had COVID? I mean, we can assume no. That's what I'm assuming. We can also assume yes. I mean, Tino Dashwood had it. I, I no. Mean, it's been passed. It's been passed along ever since the Cardona wedding. It seems like, I mean, fuck Ricky, uh, Rocky Romero had it last week, you know. So, I don't want to. I think they're not done with that angle. Oh, they're not. I, I think, just, I, I just I th- noticed it was. I think though that, much to your point about MJF, we speculated this months ago because rumor on the street was. You know, that Thunder Rosa is going to be the one who's going to take the belt off of the eyeballing revolution, right? If that's still the plan, which I feel is good, as much as I love Baker, I want to see that belt move a little bit. Like, I don't like I don't like stupid long title reigns, right? No. A year, that's about as much as I'm, I'm like, okay, let's, let's get someone else in here, right? Unless it's Ruby. She can keep the belt forever. Hey, Ruby. Um, <laughs> now I'm just playing. No. But... I, you know, and they and they they have the tendency. They've been moving other belts around a little bit, but the women's belt they seem to keep a little bit too long, in my opinion. I feel it's time for the belt to move a little bit. Plus, it frees up that angle, so you can have a a hater face turn, you know, or whatever. So we'll see. But I'm I'm not reading too much into it right now, personally. I'm just hoping it plays out. That's what. That's more. Like, but I, I noticed it. I hear you. All right, I hear you. Can, 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 can we finish it with 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 the the lights Let, out match? Let's go. Which you know the match was match was very good. I think the ladder match was a better match personally of the night. I do too. The ladder match was better, except for one thing that put this match above all other matches in AEW history. Easy as that. This match was cursed by none other than the newly acquired I love hearing this Dan step. Housen I I we were talking I was put my Dan Housen shirt and I got I couldn't believe you didn't come to this recording without your Dan Housen shirt I really Oh it can't. was it was it was going to happen like nah. 
fine. It's fine. I had, I couldn't I had to couldn't find this one for a long time. I had my like, yellow Danhausen in there, but I'm like, where's the dawn of the? Because it's the dawn of the Danhausen. Danhausen's mm-hmm. dawn in AEW, and it's buried in the back of my t-shirt shelf. But uh, for those of you who had not seen or maybe living under a rock, you know, Cole goes under the ring because it's a lights out match, right? And they're just going up bonkers on each other. Goes to get, he's having trouble pulling a chair out, just caught on something, right? That's why I thought I'm like, because we see it happen. Yeah. People try to get a ladder and it's like opened up and they can't get it undone. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh god, what the fuck's going? Oh no, there's hands. Someone's holding. That's Dan Halsen. Holy shit! <laughs> and he immediately and I marked out hard. Oh, I did too. I lost my shit. And he immediately cursed Adam Cole, who didn't win the match tonight. Adam Cole. And they keep saying this is the end of the feud between Orange and Cole. I think we have a first. Do feud. we insert? <laughs> do we do we get a Dan Housen Adam Cole feud? We get Dan Housen Cole feud. He cursed him when he got pulled out from under the ring. He cursed him. He did the curse thing, and he lost the match too. So, I oh my mean, god, what? So he's still hurt, and I know that he's still nursing, even though he wasn't in a boot and, and he was. He started around, rehab. Awesome. He started rehab. He's getting yeah. better. Yeah. What if? Okay. Mark Stradamus is going uh-oh, at it since he's uh-oh. been cursed. Since he's been cursed, he keeps losing matches. Like, left and right. Shit, he should never lose. He <laughs> keeps losing, keeps losing, keeps losing until him and Danhausen go at it where he has, where either Danhausen has to lift the curse. Like, he gets he gets uh, Red Dragon or something to beat him up in order to lift the curse. Or he, has, like, to beat oh, him. he has to beat him to lift the curse or something. Uh, yes. Oh, I hope they do that because that's a fantastic angle. Plus, it makes no sense. You know, unless you're doing a storyline to not have Adam Cole in a title picture right now, right? Mm-hmm. This is a great way to do it. This is a fantastic way. I love, love, love that idea. You let us know. Do you like that idea as much as JJ does? Because JJ likes you that idea. Give us a comment. Give us a tweet. Let us know. That's fan-fucking-tastic. I should be a booker. I'm just, you sh- I'm just saying. You should be a creative. You should be in creative, yes. man. <laughs> So, well, I tell you what. Apparently, it works. We'll go by. We'll go by A and W. Get ourselves some applications. Mail them to Tony Khan because apparently that worked. I mean, <laughs> clearly, clearly it worked. I'll just mail them to Jacksonville and we'll, we'll be good. So, Dan Housen's all elite. Yeah. The match. The match ended. You know, big spot on, on the ramp. You know, they kind of did like it's like kind of side slam from the top of the the circle entrance tunnel onto it the looks through bad stage. Too, by the way, it did. It did. So I mean, there's lots of tons of big spots in it. It, it was fun. The latter match was better, but god damn it, fucking Dan Housen's all elite officially all eat and and when when i so and my first gut reaction was as soon as i saw him struggling to pull the chair out and like i saw hands on it I'm like oh it's johnny gargano here it is and then it's I like know. he's in all black and then i see his face I'm like oh my <laughs> like, like and, uh, i was, was expecting there... this and i got this he, well, like, exactly like, oh it was God. like expectation and in reality it was dead housing you know there was a johnny wrestling chant in the middle of this match and Gargano tweeted about he heard it and he understands and he's he's gonna he can't wait to get back and show us what he's got and this and that. So it's confirmed Johnny Gargano's watching AEW. Yeah, most of them watch watch each other's show. Most of them do, but yeah, anyway, I still I think my original prediction is more likely. I think 
revolution at the earliest for Gargano. I still say Gargano is going to be all in AEW. I don't. Yeah, I, I know they're going to. I know they have contracts coming up here soon. There's going to be some that are going to go. Going to be really. It's going to kind of let, let expire. One of them, more than likely, unfortunately, is going to be Brian Cage. I have no idea why. No idea what happened with that. No idea. Me either. Leo Rush is going to be a free agent. His his was really short. His was He's really short. He's going to be a free agent. Yeah, I think it's, I think that's more Marco. of a money thing. Marco uh, and there Marco was at. I said gcw but he's also been pursuing singing and stuff marco i get because you don't need him anymore for what mm-hmm. he was in and they kind of stuck him in a pigeonhole in a way you know you can't really have him be on his own because of the way you built the way you build him already in in, in a yeah so you know you basically replaced marco with christian and christian's better for the long-term longevity of jungle boy Brian Cage, though, was just a flat-out fucking booking miss. Flat-out booking miss. But there's yeah. going to be room for some other people, I think, come in. So I think Johnny Gargano, um, it's you know, it's possible. I don't think it'll happen. It's possible you could have Samoa Joe. Um, I know that there's there. – I've heard that there are people behind the scenes who are pulling hard for Samoa Joe. Um, you can guess who those people are, too. It's not hard. <laughs> so – We'll see what happens. And there's still the... Christopher Daniels. <laughs> Christopher Daniels, uh, the Young Bucks. You know, people who worked with him and lived with him and known him for fucking 30 years. So, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, Kazarian. Hello. Yeah. Who just re-signed, by the way. Did you see that Kaz re-signed yeah. yesterday? Yeah. He, he re-signed. Good. Um, <clears throat> so, there's a few of them that are still out there. But I could see Joey Janela going going back to just being GCW, GCW, maybe uh, doing some New Japan stuff or some stuff like that. You know, strong. Yeah, you know. Um, I know some of the the women have already expired and like they're not even around. Like Swole, mm-hmm. as we know, we know about the whole Swole thing. Swole thing. Yeah. Um, which I mean, still like Tony, don't fucking tweet, dude. <laughs> like. <sighs> She was voicing her opinion. Like again, I'm not. I'm not gonna get into it. Well, yeah, we know, are, yeah. Yeah, I don't, don't want to dive in that. Yeah. Tony totally done fucked up. Um, but, Tony's a very passionate know. man, and because of that, yeah. he doesn't necessarily always think before he tweets, and that's what I appreciate. That it's okay. It's okay. But uh, uh, Serena Deep teased that there's going to be a, a few. I still think they can add more to their women's division and not lose anybody, and you know, they're not really lose out so she made the mention that there's 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 a few that are coming in in the near future uh like she said you know several or that are coming in you know so that guy i got everyone's creative juices flowing thinking mia yam i think mia is going to go back to impact personally i think mia and keith will probably both be an impact i agree but i see taya valkyrie coming taya valkyrie i could see i could see athena uh in aw Mm -hmm. I can see a scene in either, honestly. Um, I think what we'll see in AEW, though, is uh, the former Tegan Knox, uh, Nixon Newell. Am I saying that right? I, uh, yeah, Nixon Newell. I totally agree with that one. I see I see Nixon Newell and um, Athena, you know, or Ember Moon for everybody, um, and Tay Valkyrie. I see those three as, as the ones mm-hmm. going over there. Brandy Lawrence already an impact. Um, I see Mia Yim going. Lawrence, there's, there's, her contract might be expired. I think it expired in Impact. I don't oh, know. Okay, but anyway, sorry. 
What were you saying? Yeah, so I mean, there, there's a few women that that could be coming. I would love to see Keith Lee in an AEW ring, though. Just I between would, you and me. I mean, I would. I want to see a rehash of Keith Lee Adam Cole. I want to see that match so much. The greatest wrestling gift ever, by far. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but I don't know. I have. I just have a strong feeling. That if they sign contracts, because they might just go a little bit kind of freelance, you know, it's not financially now, it's not what it was 15, 20 years ago. You can, you can freelance and make decent money as a, a freelance wrestler if you're a big enough name, oh, yeah. right? So, yeah. Um, I could see him freelancing for a little bit, you know, you know, doing a little bit of this, a little bit of that, showing up at GCW, maybe show up at Revolver, show up at AAW, you know, show R- Warrior, you know, you know, go, go up in the Northwest, you know, so, I can see him f- play around with that shit for a little bit, but I think if he signs a contract, him or Mia, I think they're going to sign contracts in the same place. I just feel that, you know. Yeah, that would make the most sense. Absolutely. But Mia Yim in, in, in a AEW ring would not be a bad thing. Yeah, we, she Jade actually returns. Used. Yeah, I mean, former former knockouts champion. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens here. Um, Dan Harrelson is a fantastic addition, though. He he is so fitting in AEW, such a unique character. I love every second of this. So that's what we got. Mm-hmm. All right. Do you have anything else you wanted to highlight or talk about? Speak on. Uh, I mean, Ruby Soho's gonna be a pro wrestling revolver. So we're gonna be. Will we go in April? It was, if anybody's it, gonna want to go with us? Is let us know. Yeah, because we're going. Tickets still not announced yet. Being on sale. A Journey Pros show in February got announced, and they have a few matches announced. Still have a few more to go. Once we have the complete card, we'll definitely want to run that uh, by everybody. But you missed the segue there, so the tickets still not announced. You say, but tickets are definitely available for Journey. Pro- that was that was the segue, Jamie. Come on, man. Oh, I'm tired. It's it's late for us. Uh, tickets tickets available for Journey Pros show February 18th. Um, Masha J versus Masha J Masha Slamovich versus Gary J. That's all I gotta say. There's a bunch of other fucking banger matches, but hello. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and 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 JDX versus uh, the Mile High Magnum. Oh. Yeah, and and everybody also speaking of JDX. Be on the lookout because on Tuesday we'll have our interview drop with one J. D X. We talk about the lion tamer or our, or the Chicago crab is what he likes to call it. <laughs> we, 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 we talk about a lot of good stuff. It's a great interview. He's a great wrestler. Everybody should have eyes on that guy. Cause he's, he's been on dark. He's going to be big. He's been I dark. guarantee he, it. He's, he's got stuff moving on. He's been, he's been at terminus. Um, he's, he's an up and comer for sure. He is going to, he's, he's going to, he's a name you're going to, you're going to know in five years for sure somewhere one to watch and we one to watch and, and we spend at least 15 20 minutes geeking out about batman so you know he, he can't he can't be bad if, the, if we're talking about batman yeah long. yeah so, he's, he's one of he's, he's one, one of us <laughs> yeah he's so, a super mark check out for that we'll have more interviews like i said interviews coming on, on tuesday go check out our interview with jeremy rabbi jeremy fine over at second wrestling give them a holler a family friendly promotion like i said we support all types of wrestling so give him a mm-hmm. haul give him a follow go listen to that check us about on tuesday for jdx we'll be back next thursday with our regularly scheduled program and that's all we got so thank you for watching thank you for listening jamie take us home hey and don't forget to like and subscribe that means a hell of a lot to us um 
uh, and tell your friends, of course. But if you are not down with Total Spot Fest, I have three words for you. Love that Dan Housen. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you next time. Peace.